0: Sally Dar Griffin. And I'm Andrew Van Houston. And we're excited for another
1: episode. Happy Thursday, Andrew.
0: Yes, happy Thursday. Um, after <laughs> last week's episode, we asked for you guys to let us know if anyone was listening. <laughs> and if so, Sally Dar was going to do the Renegade dance for y'all. Oh
1: my god. I don't know yeah. if you remember. I forgot about that one being the best.
0: And we got an overwhelming zero response. <laughs> no, no,
1: no, no. I told you. Oh, we, Jack- we, got,
0: we got one. Right.
1: But he, he told me that he was listening to that before he got to the point yeah. where we said, so does that
0: count? I don't know. I don't know. At least we have fans out there.
1: Yeah. I still need to learn the
0: renegade dance though, honestly. Yeah. Maybe maybe we'll do that after this. Yeah. that could be I can get yeah. a fun bonding activity. <laughs> um, today, what are we eating? Um, you're eating an uncut pizza, like uncut Jen's, uncut pizza. And um, you are <laughs> drinking-, drinking some matcha. Drinking some matcha. I'm drinking some milk.
1: Milk and pizza. Wow. Yeah. That's a- almond milk sure. or dairy dairy oh my god I mean, i've noticed this trend on tiktok have you seen this a lot of people make fun of people that drink normal milk
0: like i've never seen that
1: disgusting well maybe it's this one account i follow people like think it's gross to drink normal milk and that's like what we all grew up on you know
0: i drank milk so much as a kid mm-hmm, so did my it, sister. it was uncanny And people are like, why are you so tall? I could just say I drank a lot of milk um, or eat my vegetables, I guess.
1: Yeah, my sister was obsessed with milk growing up. I used to go to this um, family friend's house after school every day, and they had a daughter, her name was Meg, and she was so obsessed with milk. She always had to have her milk really, really cold, which in general, people like cold milk. You know, when it gets warm, it tastes Mm -hmm. different. But she would get home from school pull out the milk, pour a glass and she would chug it. Like she couldn't let it sit on the counter for even a minute. Like she would just, it was a really weird habit that she had, but I always think of Meg when I think of milk.
0: What is the best thing to like have with milk? Is it the best thing to have with milk? Yeah. Like what would, what tastes so good with milk?
1: The one thing whenever I like the, whenever I have this, I'm always like, I need to have milk. It's definitely just a brownie, not even cookies. I don't even care about dipping cookies or Oreos. Whenever it's a brownie mm-hmm. or cake, like, something really, like, dense and chocolatey, that's when I need
0: milk. That's what I was thinking of was those whole chocolate muffins at Costco. Oh,
1: yum.
0: Those taste so good with milk. Mm-hmm. I didn't think – brownie brownie, though, has to be the clear winner. Yeah.
1: If or, you're, like, birthday cake. But birthday cake, you have the ice cream that
0: kind of, like – Yeah. I would say brownie. Putting yeah. a warm brownie with ice cream and yeah. milk where you, like, overpower your dairy. Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful moment. That
1: is whenever I notice. I mean, I in general I drink almond milk, but I always need skim milk. I grew up on drinking skim milk. I need skim milk when I have like really chocolatey desserts. Like almond milk doesn't do the same for me when mm-hmm. I eat dessert. I don't
0: know. Do you like chocolate milk?
1: Love chocolate milk. Are you kidding
0: me? I would in college would grab the Promised Land, like uh-huh. the small Promised Land milks. Uh-huh. That you should not really, you should be sharing with someone uh-huh. and you shouldn't be drinking within a two minute, five minute span. I would just chug that down. Oh my God, funny. Those, those were so good.
1: We used to steal milk from the um, dining hall, you know, like they have like oh. the almond milk section. So we'd steal like the dark chocolate almond milk or mm-hmm.
0: whatever. I hated the milk cartons in elementary school when you would get them. I would never get the milk cartons.
1: Really? What were you drinking? Water. Really? Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, see, well, I'm, actually, I didn't
0: really bring my, I brought my lunch a lot, uh, too. Oh,
1: okay. See, I look back on my elementary school, and I think about it, we didn't ever have the, like, we just all drank milk. Like, I don't even know where I would have gotten water in the
0: Maybe maybe, maybe that was for me, too. Honestly, that was a okay. long time, that was a long time ago.
1: Yeah, and also, that my mom talks about this all the time, my elementary school, they used to not allow students to bring water bottles, because they didn't want you, like, spilling it on your desk or whatever. But now, all of those kids definitely have water bottles because, you know, everybody, like, more sustainable and what. But we used to just have to get up and use the water fountain. They did not want kids to have water bottles. And I think about it, like, we were probably all pretty dehydrated.
0: Probably. <laughs> I wonder if it was like that here in California where it is more yeah. sustainable than it is in Tennessee. It is in Michigan, obviously. Yeah.
1: They, they had to fight. Like, parents like, would fight all the time asking if their kids could bring water bottles and teachers wouldn't let us. Isn't that strange?
0: That's kind of sad.
1: Also, snack time in general was like, you know. Like after school, like for Girl Scouts or brownies, we'd have like Oreos and Coke, and like now they definitely don't
0: have Yeah. Bringing that. And you you just were not allowed to eat and you were never allowed to chew gum either.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, I guess that was a rule. Yeah. In,
0: in school. Those were those were the two yeah. elementary schools. Uh-huh. They were strict. Wow, we were very limited as kids.
1: Yeah. I did you like I I used to talk about this with my friends. Like, did you like Elementary school, and obviously there are different times in your life. But in general, did you like elementary school, middle school, or high school
0: better? Mm, not middle school. There's
1: such different times.
0: There's so life. different times in your life. That's when you but come of like, age. The
1: way it's run, you know. Like, did you like switching classes? Or Did you like, you know, just not even like considering age, but just like the school environment. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's really hard to compare.
0: Well, in elementary school and middle school, you were stuck with the same teachers, and everyone was stuck with the same like groups.
1: Not my middle school. Oh really? So
0: in middle school we would have teams. So you would uh-huh. either you would have one section of teachers or a different section of teachers. Oh, interesting. And you I've would never, might have you would have most of the same people in your class, but depending on levels and electives, that, they would switch up a bit. Oh
1: my god, interesting. And that was for all three years
0: of middle school. I had two years, so I only had uh, seventh and eighth grade in was middle so sixth school.
1: Grade
0: was considered well, sixth grade. fifth and sixth grade was intermediate school. So oh it was a different vibe. I've never that so really yeah. and it would say thing. you would be in teams but it would be so it would be only two teachers uh-huh. instead of in middle school you would have six uh-huh. and in high school we we had six but then we moved to seven hours a day uh-huh. um and then we would be able to pick our classes and teachers for the mo. we would have ideas of like which teachers we might have depending on classes that we would sign up gotcha. for oh, but it would change so every once in a while
1: we um my elementary school obviously you had the same teacher except fifth grade to transition us to middle school so we had like three teachers per grade so you were assigned your like teacher as you normally would be assigned in elementary school so my teacher was Mr. Deweese, but then of all the three teachers each one specialized in a specific subject so like Miss Hibbard specialized in English I think Miss weese was history and then miss I'm blanking on her last name but she did more math
0: and this was elementary school
1: elementary school so they would only do it on certain days to kind of get used to us switching class. it was literally all in the same hall but it was just so it's kind of a little bit of a feel of middle school where it's like okay now you're gonna switch to math and so because that teacher is better at math or something okay. I don't know that was only fifth grade though and it wasn't for every subject it was just like English math history
0: but um for me elementary school you were stuck with the same teacher yeah and then you would have one hour elective a day, and it would rotate throughout oh, the week. Here's
1: a good question: What was your like your elective? Like, did you have art? Like, what in elementary school?
0: What did you have? So, art, music, gym, mm-hmm. and health. Maybe okay. a little bit. Uh, health. Uh, health. One year was health. Gotcha. I. I feel like we had another elective. There was four. I know there for a fact there was four, but I can't science? remember. Science
1: was science considered an elective,
0: or was that no? That, so uh, science was. Classroom.
1: For our, ours, we like had a specific science teacher. Like her name is Miss Kitty. Like every year, we'd have to leave our main classroom and go.
0: Yeah, to yeah. We had we had our main art teacher, our main music teacher, and gym teacher. Yeah. There was one other. We I swear.
1: had um, um wood shop, which is very rare. In
0: I've elementary never, school. I've
1: never met anyone else have kind of wood. How
0: old were you? School.
1: We were in elementary school.
0: They allowed that?
1: Yeah, so how it worked is, like, if you were at the beginning of the alphabet, like, A through G. So I'm my last name's G, so sometimes I was, like, always on the cutoff of, like, which semester I'd have. Basically, A through G would have, like, woodshop first, and then the latter half of the alphabet would have woodshop second. So, like, the first, you would be, like, art one semester, woodshop the other. So it was, like, more, like, hands-on and more, like, I don't know. Yes, yeah, so we'd flip every year. But... Yeah, I mean, when it it came to, like, drilling and stuff, like, obviously, he would do that for you. Mm -hmm. Um, So, if you needed something drilled, like, you just tell him. So, like, it sounds, like, very unsafe, but, like, it was pretty safe. The only, like, unsafe thing about it is that a lot of kids would end up with, um, like, blood blisters sometimes. Because there was this, I don't even know what you call it, but there's, like, this crank where if you're, like, sanding a piece of wood, like, you put it in between these, like, two... um, Plate so it can like hold it sturdy and then you can sand it and there's like this like pet, this metal thing that like shifts and so if you drop it on your finger like it can pinch between the metal so you just have to be careful not to drop it and so that was like the main source is that some kids would end up getting a blood blister on their thumb or something um so that was like the only really
0: i i remember in mine it was library, library that was yeah, we
1: have that, too. Oh my God, I that was
0: library. elective yeah. My
1: library's name, her, their names were um, Miss Cherry was one of their names. Isn't that so cute? That's a nice name. That's like a perfect, like how picturesque of like an elementary school mm-hmm. Miss Cherry. I
0: think ours was Johnson. I think it was very simple. I don't remember like their full names or I remember, I can tell you what they looked like.
1: Uh-huh. Here's another question. Sorry, we're on like the topic of elementary school. But hey, I we're understand.
0: doing
1: well. Um, did you have to do plays in elementary school?
0: Like, so so for Christmas this year, my mom got us these videotapes. Uh-huh. Uh, like they were like home videos. So we she put them all on a flash drive for us to have. Oh my god, fine. Mm-hmm. Um we saw some of the the concerts where we would okay. sing or like act out and it was for music class. It was music class only. And, and so a lot we had a Christmas show where we would sing Christmas songs or so Was
1: it just with your grade or the entire Just school?
0: the grade. Okay. And then I believe it was the grade. And then my sister ended up doing a play one of her years. And it was like, it was like this musical play.
1: But so do, was she required to do it or she just like... I think,
0: yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know if she was required, but it was pretty funny. It was like, I was called I Need a Summer Vacation. That's funny. And it was just, we just watched the videotape. We couldn't watch the whole thing. My mom mentioned, she's like, why did I videotape this whole thing? Like, no one's going to go back and watch these concerts.
1: See, our... They were so cringeworthy. And then at the time, that's my favorite thing is um, like, whenever you're, and you're in middle school and you're doing like, course or whatever like you think you're so good and mm. then I can't wait until I have kids that are in elementary school or middle school or high school and I go see their plays or their course performance and like they're not gonna be bad but like they're kids they're
0: not gonna be good you know?
1: and like when you're that age like you think you sound so good it's funny my elementary school we were required to do a play every year so the entire grade would be assigned like a certain week so like oh. every two weeks a certain grade or like I don't know every month or something a grade would put on a play um yeah it was it was fun my friend margaret who is like my best friend in elementary school she was loved the plays and she always memorized everyone's lines like not just her own everyone's and so there's this one play that we did in fifth grade it was called dateline rock and roll she can still recite everyone's line like from beginning to end it's so since fifth grade yeah, she Oops. knows. Oh, I know the first part of it because I had the first line of the play. It was "Welcome, one and all, to Dateline Rock and Roll. Wherever you and we landed on the moon, or when Woodstock shocked the nation, and better yet, what was happening on the radio." And then Copeland goes, "Since the birth of rock and roll," but then Margaret can keep going <laughs> past that.
0: No, know, thank you. No, thank you. I love
1: the play, though. That's good. I always have a solo if you wanted to know. Show off!
0: <laughs> you don't need to flex in front of our I listeners. Of our, our few Jack,
1: if you're listening, hey. I don't know. Mom, hi. <laughs> Mom, maybe for me too.
0: Oops. Our microphone was acting a little funky. Um, anyways, moving off. Yeah, let's let's, let's um let's dive into what we actually have planned. Yeah, this week How
1: have we been this week? What's well,
0: been up? With uh, this week has been fine, nothing too exciting, just a lot, a lot of work, pre-production especially. Mm-hmm. I've been learning how to budget on Movie Magic, been Fun. learning how to schedule on movie, ma- movie Magic scheduling. Do
1: you enjoy Movie
0: Magic? I like Movie Magic, really? I'm still trying to figure out how to enjoy it even more. You like it, I'm, that's I'm, tea. I'm, not a lot of people like it. I think
1: in general people... Don't like it, but I remember meeting you know Alison Waxman. She yeah. Third year, she loves movie magic, and I remember meeting her and being shook because I think movie magic in general is like very finicky. Like it, it ha- it could have a lot of improvements.
0: Oh, easily it. could. Yes. I'm but like my producer for my five fifty Nura, mm-hmm. she she told me she's never used movie magic before. She's produced a lot of films. Yeah. So it not a lot of people know how to use it, or a lot of people like using it um a lot of people use excel sheets instead yeah but for class we're technically even though all of us have producers for our films mm-hmm. we are technically producing our films as well mm-hmm. by doing all these breakdowns and budgets and it's a lot of work and the budget right now for my 550 is way way too high that i want it to be i don't know if i want to reveal that price right to now Not to reveal it. Okay. um but but also it's because I have to, because of the system. Our teacher told us we have to give ourselves so much money. It's like a lot of petty cash, and gotcha. so it looks a little funky. It looks realistic, which is good. It's yeah. not. I don't want it that way because I'm here to save money. We're all here to save money. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I really am starting to learn movie magic and enjoy it.
1: Nice. I had to use an underground, and I hated it.
0: I, I really, I've never heard of Movie Magic, and I've worked on a lot of student films in my yeah. undergrad. We never use Movie Magic.
1: Uh, I'm envious. It was literally the day of my existence. I just couldn't. Uh, oh, <laughs> so, the reason why it's annoying is the program itself could be better. Just like the way it works, you know, it could be updated. But it's the only program. I mean, I'm sure there might be a few other programs out there that exist, but it's like the standard, I guess.
0: Well, I want to know if many industry professionals use it. I'm guessing so. I
1: would think so because it is like it's it's kind of like Avid, you know, like it's just like the standard. I think exactly what I was thinking. Also, it's such an inaccessible, like it's just not user friendly. So, I mean, why couldn't you just use? But I think Mm. Movie Magic, it has like settings that can factor in, you know, whatever. The fees are for SAG. Like, it has a lot of, like, those things built in, Mm -hmm. you know? So, I don't know. And it has, like, above the line and below the line.
0: That's what what I really enjoy about movie magic and breaking down a script is it makes you think what what needs to be in every scene. Yeah,
1: that's the part I do like,
0: yeah. Because I've been on sets where you forget something important. and And you needed to do something beforehand. And you forgot to do it. Yeah, the tagging is the best part. So, movie magic is very nice to break everything down figure out where things go figure out shooting schedule wise what is ideal and what's Mm -hmm. not luckily with my film where it all takes place in one location it wasn't that hard but yeah i don't know if you've seen the show transparent Mm -mm. but we are breaking down the script which apparently is a lot different than the actual show i might have said films but it's a show um it's a lot it's very different and so we're breaking that down it's 34 pages it's due next week Fine. It's going to be a lot of work. Lot of label you have to label the cast, the so extras, just, all the cars. So
1: you're just doing tagging and then the breakdown
0: sheets. Okay. I don't think we have to do the breakdown sheets. I think it's just looking at the script. He posts the assignments Friday. He says that he goes for drinks Thursday nights or he drinks by himself after class. He, 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 we're the, his only class this semester. He's a really cool guy. He works in the industry all the time, which is why he only teaches the one class. Uh-huh. He has a film coming out that is very similar to 1917 and Birdman, where it's a one-take film. Oh, interesting. And he, it should be coming out soon. I checked. It's already on Letterboxd. I don't think it's had much else yet because it's still coming out, but uh-huh. people are anticipating it, and I'm excited to see how it turns out.
1: Interesting. Wait, so he directed
0: it? Or so he directed it. He directed it okay. all it takes place. It's one shot. Did ha- he write it, too? Yeah. Gotcha. It has to do with these young girls, because they're not 18 yet, I believe. And they are at a party or their social gathering and then they want to pull a prank on their new neighbor that moves in and it turns into a horror film, I believe. So there'll be some uh, scary. I think oh, I forget the name of it. I'll have to look it up later. It. Um, I guess I could look it up right now. Let me check. Hold on 2 seconds. No. The film is called "Let's Scare Julie to Death."
1: Oh my god, <laughs> that title!
0: I know. I, I love a good elaborate title.
1: That's a crazy title. And,
0: and so we'll see who, who really dies in that film. Well,
1: I'm <laughs> glad that you enjoy movie magic. I think that you might be in the minority. It will be interesting to ask for class after this assignment to see.
0: Yeah, I prefer movie magic over avid. Already.
1: Yeah, avid's the worst thing.
0: Avid in the entire world. is awful. But also, as someone who is possibly thinking of producing around in the future. I really do enjoy the critical part of it, and I'm willing to learn. And I got feedback on my recent breakdown. Did really well on it, nice. so that's a good positive. Maybe
1: that's why I have no interest in producing.
0: So yeah, you're in the producing program.
1: No, I'm not. You're in the producing program. Writing
0: and producing. I'm in the produ- film production. Yeah, I'm
1: not in the producing program. I'm writing, writing
0: and it. producing for... Yeah, ten- but
1: we focus on the... Uh, we don't actually produce. Like we have, we take one business class.
0: You're required to produce, though, in the yeah, future. Yeah, we're
1: required to produce one film, and we have to take a business class, and that's it. It's mostly
0: writing. Interesting for TV.
1: Well, see, that's the reason I I, I want to do TV. I don't want to do film. You're more production.
0: Yeah, I'm doing the yeah. the labor and the producing, yeah. ading. If
1: I had it my way, I would never see a spreadsheet, and I would never pick up a piece of equipment.
0: <laughs> okay. That's
1: not, not No, that's my ideal version. I would write and direct that's tea yeah that's that's the, that's the goal man. so
0: are you, are you gonna try to direct anything in the future what's your what's your plan? um
1: yeah my instagram bio i just recently changed it is let me direct your movie <laughs>
0: oh, okay. you need to promote yourself
1: um yeah i will direct in the future that's the that's the life goal well make my own tv show and direct a movie
0: yeah all right how's your week bed <laughs>
1: um it's been pretty good my classes are good um I don't know I still feel like I haven't really gotten into the bulk of my work this semester yet it still feels like syllabus week which is a week really
0: week. yeah well you only go to school two days a week
1: yeah but nice. even still like I feel like we should have gotten to, into the thick of it and we haven't yet like I feel like I should have already been assigned like okay like write 20 pages or something you know but I haven't been assigned anything like
0: that it's okay
1: maybe after next week
0: well, this gives you the opportunity to make some video content, which you've been doing. Yeah. And you want to talk about your recent video?
1: Yeah, I would love to. Oh. Um, so on Sunday, I went to go see Little Women. She's a
0: changed person because of it. I'm a
1: changed person. I saw um, Greta Gerwig in person and Amy Pascal. Desplat was supposed to be there. He was not. But he didn't come.
0: Why? He was originally
1: on the website. And then the morning of, I looked up to see and... He was taken off the website. And then when I got there, they were like, he can't come anymore. So what I didn't get to see him. Yeah, that sucks. That's
0: really unfortunate. It is Disguise.
1: unfortunate. But that's okay. Very um, did you watch my YouTube video about going? I have not. Okay. So I figured did. I
0: would get the scoop from All you for in, the first okay. time. So,
1: let me just debrief. So I got there. I went alone. I but I ended up sitting with our friends Bryce and Joanna, which was great. We were in the third row.
0: I heard they saved you a spot in the third row. They did. They saved you a spot. So nice.
1: So kind. Um. So yeah, we watched the movie. The movie was great. Obviously amazing. And then afterward, it was a like moderated Q and A. So there was only like two questions from the audience or something. Um. Yeah, it was all nice. Um. My favorite parts.
0: Oh yeah, so I want to hear your favorite parts of Little Women.
1: Okay, well, my favorite moment specifically, and this is like the smallest moment in the world, is when Search's character cuts off all of her hair, and then she takes off her hat, and the way Timothy Chalamet turns around, I just love it. Like I don't know, I think it's so cute and like bashful because he's like embarrassed for her and he's embarrassed. I don't know. I just like it a lot. That's my favorite specific moment.
0: I love the the following scene where she's crying mm-hmm. and you think she's crying because of one yeah. thing, but that it's because she cut because all of her, her, her
1: hair. Yeah, there's a lot of good moments. Um, but then my favorite thing about the movie overall is how she did the two timelines and goes back and forth, but it's done so well and it doesn't like it jumps around between these two timelines, but like one timeline starts at a certain point and moves forward and the other one starts at a certain point and moves forward. It never jumps back in time in a separate one. Yeah. If that makes sense. Um, but they just like weave together so beautifully. And because she does that, she's able to tie in the ending with getting the actual book published from Alcott's perspective. And she wouldn't have been able to do that if she didn't really do the two timelines in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and so it was kind of like these three different things coming together in just a seamless way. I just I thought it was it was just so well written. Like jumping back and forth between two timelines like that and not having it be jarring is just. Have
0: awesome. you read the book? Uh, no. Okay, I haven't. I haven't read the like book when either. I
1: was little. It's like it's like when you were a little women. It's no. It's one of those books where it's like yeah. Like I've definitely like been exposed to it, but like I couldn't be like oh well. I sat down and read it. Okay.
0: You know?
1: it, there was. Actually, she said this in her Q&A. Greta was like, I don't remember a time when I didn't know about mm-hmm. Little Women. You know, it's just yeah. one of those books that you just, like, know. You know? Yeah. Does that make sense?
0: I, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not familiar with it at all. This was my first time. I, I didn't know what happened because I watched the Friends episode where Joey reads Little Women. Oh, funny. And then Jennifer uh, – Rachel uh, spoils it for Joey because he was messing around with her. That's funny. And so I but I also knew what happened beforehand. So I I kind of expected the I won't spoil it much because you should go you should go see it if you haven't. I really
1: But yeah, you can actually spoil it though because it's been a book for
0: so long. Okay, because Beth dies. Like I didn't know Beth dies. I thought that scene was done really well in terms of framing Mm -hmm. you Sersha's frame was the same when mm-hmm. she came down the stairs both times mm-hmm. and the table very same two different colors so mm-hmm. you knew when it was happier and you knew it was sadder. Yeah, I'd never want to see Laura Dern cry again mm-hmm. that that was I'd never want to see Saoirse cry again mm-hmm. she she makes me cry all the time and so seeing her cry she's such a good actress yeah she she, she's 25 years old and she has four Oscar nominee. she's had four Oscar nominations she's and you know what? I'm 22 years old, and I have zero, and that's okay. That's okay. But I give her so much credit because her first one was for Atonement mm-hmm. with uh, Keira Knightley, maybe? No. it was. It, I forget who it was, but she was definitely, like, 13, I believe, at the time. Gotcha. She, she was young. um, And so I love her. I love Florence Pugh. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Coming a breakout artist. Mm-hmm. Who else is it? Timothy. We Timothy? We we stand Timothy.
1: Um. One thing I'm speaking of things that you know Greta said after the movie that kind of made me like think of the movie in a different way. She said on set that it was naive of her to think that she was going to be on set about all of these girls and their mother and not have the cast act like that in real time. And so she was talking about how you know when drama happens on set or when someone gets you know a little bit emotional like they would act like a family so like all of the actresses like Florence or Searsha like they would run to Laura Dern as if they uh, were her like as if she was their mom and like Laura would be like holding one of them like consoling them yeah and then Greta's like what is going on and they'd be like oh it's you know just and she's like I'm crazy to be think like to have thought that this wouldn't have happened but it's also so funny to see it happen because yeah. they're very much they were a family like that. Mm-hmm. Like all of these girls and... I don't
0: know. Why. I wish they were all my family. Every single one of them. Yeah. And like, please. I know, what a sweet family. That, that, that was goals. Emma Watson, I thought she did a good job. Yeah. Strong. I just watched The Bling Ring. You
1: week, did? When just, did you watch it? Like
0: last this that's weekend. That's
1: so funny. Yeah, totally different character. But
0: it just came out... It just got released on Netflix. Oh, really? Oh my god, that's
1: hilarious.
0: And so, watching The Bling Ring after seeing Little Women was... Different. Emma Watson's acting is just off the charts in the um, Bling Ring. The Bling Ring
1: is a crazy fucking movie. Honestly, I forget when I watched <laughs> it. Um, that movie's wild.
0: I, well, yeah. Okay. Um,
1: but yeah, seeing.
0: I heard you guys getting ovation.
1: She did. So when um, Annie came out first, people clapped and then Greta came out and then everyone started standing up and i was like, damn, I kind of feel bad for Annie. Like we should have just stood up like when they started an announcing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was so sweet. She started tearing up. I heard. And I started tearing up because it's, I mean, mm-hmm. it's just
0: so sweet. So you, how, 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 after seeing Greta, how has your life changed?
1: Um, I think, okay, Wow. Well, Just, like, her work aside, like, whatever she's... made, Like, I mean, obviously, you can't really separate it from her work because her work is, you know, what, you know, makes people love her because it's, like, you can relate to her work or whatever. Anyways, I think just seeing her as a person and just seeing how she just acts and talks, I feel like a lot of times when you watch a movie, you may not even know who the director is Mm -hmm. or maybe you know their name, but you don't really, like, know how they function. So it was really nice seeing her in person because she's just... I mean, she's like 36 or something. So she's sure very young. We might not be friends in real life because there is an yeah. age gap there. But she just seems like she would have been like my big sister or my babysitter or something. And it's it's just nice seeing someone in person. She's just so well-spoken and talented and also sweet. And so seeing her be emotional, like she's obviously very attached to what she made. And then like grateful that people are also in, as in love with that as she You know, it was just like... It was very humanizing, and I think that a lot of times you watch a movie, like The Bling Ring, do you know who directed that, you know? Like, sometimes you just don't even know the director of a yeah. movie. So it oh, wait, nice. it's Sofia Coppola. Yeah, well, a lot of times you don't even know who directed a movie that you watch, you know? Yeah. And so it's nice to really, like, make that connection, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, so I think that's how I was probably changed.
0: Yeah, uh, Greta doesn't seem like someone who would get in in a lot of drama either. Yeah, she's just a
1: good soul. She's just
0: doing her own thing. You know what her next project is, right? No, what? She's working on a Barbie movie.
1: Oh my god, Her Her and
0: Noah are writing it. Um, Margot Robbie's attached to play the lead.
1: That is awesome. I'm really
0: curious because Barbie could go one of two ways. It could go the Bratz vibe where Barbie is just... The Rats movie? Kid. Yeah. Oh my god,
1: Stop I, that I, movie. I used to I love seen, that movie. I haven't seen
0: it, but... That's funny. um, It could go the Toy Story way, where she's uh-huh. just popular and sexy. Or uh-huh. it could go this way where she just runs into a lot of conflicts, and maybe she and Ken are in this rough relationship, and she tries to get through it. Because Greta's very good on focusing on theme uh-huh. rather than plot. Greta's stories have beginning to end, the way she directs, at least. And she writes, too. So she goes from beginning to end, but also focuses on the theme where you're not attached to so much drama where it's outrageous. Mm -hmm. You're getting the conflict and you're getting issues of all other characters. Uh, Lady Bird, for example, touched more in just Lady Bird, Little Women, touched more in just Mm -hmm. Sersha character, Joe. And so that's what I'm eager to see how Barbie turns out. But I believe it's a year, a year or two till that's going to happen. That is
1: crazy. I didn't know that. But
0: that's something to be on the looks for.
1: That's funny. (laughs) Um... One thing that was, you know how, so we went to go see Noah at the same theater where I saw Greta. Yeah, and how he—that's gotta
0: he, be kind of. I know it was funny,
1: but he he presented it before and then he left. So and then Greta's Q and A was after, but after the Q and A was over, like she left out the same door, and there was this guy sitting in front of us. Oh, was, I,
0: I I heard about the guy. He was guy, so over
1: eager, so over eager. He just was, you know, like could not keep his children. We had
0: someone, we had someone who was over eager for Noah too.
1: Uh, oh, so I didn't see, but I didn't see that happen. I but see. they
0: like tried to, he tried to. He was walking back and that woman in the front like tried to talk to him yeah, and he was yeah. like waving. That's
1: basically what this guy did. He got, so right, you could tell the Q&A was about to end but they didn't say bye yet. He got up from his seat, got out of the row and like started going up to the stage and then they ended it and like fought, like tried. To, it was just, it was insane. Like just chill out. I don't know.
0: Well, well Joe, I saw her yesterday and she told me that he, they were asking people to ask questions about the actors uh-huh. and then he asked about the screenplay. Oh yeah, he's
1: like, I don't have a question about the cast, but I have a picture about the screenplay. And then he was like recording, like him asking the question, but honestly it was some karma because he didn't hit record when he started asking the question. So it's like he had her answering the question, oh, but you couldn't yeah. tell he
0: asked it. Yeah, I mean, wouldn't you just rather hear them speak at that point?
1: It's just... Hope someone else
0: records it. You don't need to record it. It's, I don't know, but, I just need to change. but also i believe it's i personally believe if i was a director and i had I q a Q&A, i don't would really not want a lot of people following me afterwards i would just want to leave and so i i don't understand why people are so anxious to go talk to them and get their picture and be high because if i was in their position i'd be like okay I, I wouldn't mind talking to people afterwards but i definitely don't want to be taking selfies and yeah, I All mean, of that paparazzi.
1: Obviously, that was not set up to be like a Q&A and a meet and greet. You know, if it's a meet and greet or a, like a – you know, that's yeah. not what it was though. It was and – and there was yeah. a movie playing after, you know. And it was, yeah, yeah it was, it's
0: just res- – I I personally think it's respect. But obviously, it's Hollywood. People are big fans of people and whoever they can find, they'll find. and. There's
1: but, some crazy fans out there.
0: But just taking the moment with Greta herself and she's so happy to share her work and you're doing it in a theater where – I don't know if they asked how many people saw Little Women beforehand.
1: Yeah,
0: they did. Was it, was it a good crowd of people? Seen yeah, it?
1: most people had seen it. And then they asked how many people had seen it like more than five times or something. And there was like three or four
0: people that had seen really?
1: it. Really? Yeah. That's
0: crazy. It's hard for me to watch a movie twice within a certain period of time. Yeah. I, um, you always need, I always need a little break and come back to it mm-hmm. and watch it.
1: Um, But yeah, it was great. And then I watched Frances Ha. I told you that. Yeah, you told me that. Um, So it was good. I don't know. She's just a good soul. You can just tell. She's just a genuine soul.
0: I know. I wish she got nominated for Best Director. Yeah,
1: fuck that.
0: Very (laughs) frustrating. She got nominated in Lady Bird, which is a huge deal for me at least because that's one of my favorite movies ever. Mm -hmm. But it was frustrating Greta nor Noah got recognized for their work. I didn't, and I have some issues with the director category, but we've talked about this a lot, so we yeah. don't really need to get in-depth. Honestly,
1: far. I need to re-watch Lady Bird again, but dare I say, I think I like Little Women more than Lady Bird. I
0: think I do. I believe a lot of people do, too. Yeah. I, I I, still stand with Lady Bird yeah. for many reasons, um, and I don't want to get nitpicky between the two, yeah. because I did not really enjoy them both. Yeah,
1: I, I like them both, but I think they're both like coming of age, but, and you think... Because Lady Bird is more contemporary, that I would relate to that more. But I think I relate to Little Women more, which is a very interesting. And a
0: lot of people have to... so my I saw it with my siblings. Mm-hmm. They both said it was their favorite movie of the year. Yeah, my brother, right, so my, my I brother, I like it more than my brother might have said the Farewell beat it when he saw. Really, mm, the no, Farewell the doesn't
1: beat
0: it. I love the Farewell. I think the Farewell beats it for me. I, yeah, I, I, I think. Really? Yeah. Well I'm I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. And tomorrow had such
1: a good s- setting to see
0: it. I think it was thirty-five millimeter too, right? Yeah, I think so. I believe I believe it was. I, don't even remember. I mean, I think when I saw the things it said it would be 35mm, yeah. which is it's just a good experience it really depends on where you experience it. Yeah, who I think the farewell ex- on a plane,
1: but I still loved it.
0: Exactly. <laughs> it's harder for me to like movies on a plane. But it depends on the experience and the vibe. Um people I think uh, was good. Yeah, tomorrow Sally Dar, Dar and I are going to go see 1917 in Jojo Rabbit.
1: It's going to be quite the day. I think we're going to be mentally exhausted.
0: I'm mentally exhausted, but at least we'll have enough to talk about next week for y'all.
1: Yeah, true. How long is 1917? Isn't
0: it? Like they're both years? two hours. They're both an hour 50. Okay. I, I, oh, yeah. hour,
1: oh my God. For some reason, I thought 1917
0: was like two and a half. I, c- like- I cannot do I don't know if I'm excited for 1917
1: not, or not. I'm not, but I feel like I need to see it.
0: Well it did it got the DGA Award. The director's guild Well
1: also what did it win at the Golden Globes? It won It won Best Picture. Yeah.
0: And usually the DGA Award is a good sign that it's gonna win Best Picture. But Parasite won for Best Cast Ensemble at the SAG Awards. Mm -hmm. No, was it the SAG Awards? Yeah, it was the SAG Awards. And so that yeah. So it, it's coming down To 1917 and Parasite right. I think Once Upon a Time In Hollywood Is slowly drifting Out of the contention
1: Okay yeah Can I just be honest Like Once Upon a Time In Hollywood Is like good But like I really Don't understand the
0: hype. We we, we talked like, so much don't. About it Yeah like, it's, guess, Anyways it's, it's falling out Of the race In my opinion So I would leave it To Once uh, Not Parasite Or 1917 is the winner yeah. So I want to go See 1917 And see what all The hype no, Or complaints are about
1: Right. Jojo
0: Rabbit, I'm, excited. I'm excited for Jojo Rabbit because fresh vibe. It's something I haven't seen in a while. Everyone talks about it. I wish I've seen it earlier. Mm-hmm. And um, it. Natasha really loves Jojo
1: Rabbit. Really? Yeah. Really I excited.
0: think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna like Jojo Rabbit. I think I will. Too. I think Taika Waititi is a great director. Yeah, that's why
1: Natasha loves it. She loves
0: him. Just uh, good vibes. But yeah. we'll 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 stick around and let y'all know next week yeah, how sweet. that is. have a full
1: cool day tomorrow. Together. Let's let's
0: predict which one do you think we are gonna like better?
1: Jojo Rabbit, Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. Okay, it's, just making just yeah.
0: sure, just making <laughs> sure. Um, um, and then
1: what do we have Saturday? We have a, like a workshop thing with Alan, uh, that I'm not excited
0: about. We don't even want to talk about this. You know,
1: we have to be it came
0: at the worst time, it's only week three, but it already came at a bad time.
1: It's just, I understand why they're doing like intermingle between the different programs but like dare i say like i think we're pretty intermingled
0: look at like, we're making a podcast yeah, a writer a director yes. well hopefully we'll gain some knowledge out of that
1: yeah i'm trying to think what else is new have you been watching anything on tv lately yeah
0: i've been watching a few things on tv i let's see. so i watch a documentary called honeyland this week
1: yeah, wait, okay, so I've heard about that,
0: but what is it about? So, Honeyland, let me start off by saying, for anyone who's interested, Honeyland is nominated for two Academy Awards, and this is the first time this uh, a movie like this has been nominated for both of these awards, and that's Best International Film and Best Documentary. And Honeyland has to do with a uh, Beekeeper in Macedonia, and all of a sudden, this other family comes in and starts... Messing up her beekeeping ways in terms of she was already going, she was getting the bees the honey, and now with this new family who was also beekeeping, it kind of collides and causes this stress. But there's also a lot of other issues going on because this beekeeper is taking care of her mom. There's all of these families going around, the bees gotta produce honey. There was a dog, I believe. My mind might be going weird right now, but. I really was fascinated. And my sister told me she was going to watch it. So she watched it and she told me I needed to watch it. So I did. Mm -hmm. And you really don't feel like you're watching a documentary. And that's very interesting for me. And my sister believes there was over 400 hours of footage for this doc. And to me, it felt like a complete story with a three-act structure. And there are very few documentaries and they and it does it without t- like the, they don't ever talk to the person being interviewed.
1: Yeah, that's what I was about to say. They don't do any interviews or anything. No,
0: because Free Solo was another documentary. I love Free Solo, one of my favorite documentaries. And he talks to the cameraman all the time. That had a very good three act structure. He was going to climb it. He struggled. He climbs it. And then here is just a very different feeling. It was. It felt like I was watching a movie that was plots. I felt like these people were casted to act. As these individuals. Mm -hmm. But it's not. It was all raw. And that's the cool thing about documentary is this is real life people. And there are real stakes. Mm -hmm. Where if it is fictional, I mean, it's written for fictional purposes. Like, Mm -hmm. this doesn't mean this happened in real life. But that was the interesting thing about Honeyland. It's also, I've I've been talking to a few people about it. It has a calm vibe to it where you feel like you could just turn it on and feel relaxed. You know, Interesting. is it
1: like the, the
0: light up some candles, put on Honeyland?
1: Is it like the? Do you hear like the bees? Is it? Oh yeah, there's this.
0: Yeah, you hear the bees. So is it that that
1: makes it kind of soothing? Well,
0: I, I, just the way it's filmed. It, it's filmed is it very on cinema- No, it's on Hulu. Okay, I want it's to watch it. It's filmed very cinematically. I it, it, it's very. It, there was times where I was a little bored. But at the end of the day, I, I was convinced, but I really am still trying to struggle with how much I feel about it, because mm-hmm. it wasn't my favorite documentary ever, but it was just a Something different about feeling about it oh. that made it feel soothing, but also made me confused of how like documentary storytelling should be told.
1: Yeah. We love new strides. Yeah. That's like a new style. Yeah. I'm into
0: it. And so I was really intrigued. I, I, I might be rooting for it to win the Oscar. I haven't seen any of the other documentaries nominated.
1: Even know what, i don't know what documentaries
0: have seen this know, year it, it won't win international film that will clearly go to parasite mm-hmm. but you know what it was it was interesting cool. and so i watched that and i watched russian doll for the first time i watched six episodes in one sitting uh-huh. it, it was my professor told me i need to watch it. it's uh-huh. good inspiration for my script uh-huh. it's now like all over my lookbook so she did a good job with it nice and then I watched the final two episodes the following morning. So like less than fifteen hours, I watched. I
1: did. Be I watched
0: all eight in one sitting. You, yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> damn it. Uh, I thought I was cool. But it was it uh, was look, good. What do you think? Yeah. I really I enjoy outrageous worlds where not everything makes sense. Yeah. Book smart where it's not realistic for all those things to happen, but yeah. they do. I don't think it was realistic for those reasons of death to happen. Uh-huh. But I love Natasha Leone. I love the guy so much. He was my favorite. I um, forget. I forget his. Yeah, I remember. Uh, I think it's Charlie. The guy that I, she meets in the alley. Alan. Alan yeah, is yeah. the character's name. I think it's Charlie. Apparently, he's in Chicago Fire. Um, I really, really liked his character and his performance is more than Natasha Lyonne, who plays a character named Nadia. Mm-hmm. And what I like about it, and I don't want to, I, I, I always say, I, I always spoil. say I don't want to spoil you it. Can spoil it. But I like the themes Uh of it where it doesn't all make sense. But I I feel this idea of conquering issues in life Uh because you never know what's going to happen next. Mm -hmm. That's how I felt because you had Alan dealing with his girlfriend and he knew she wanted to break up with him. And Mm -hmm. then you had Nadia and her issues with her mom Mm -hmm. and she'd never felt like she ever got closure. So both of them were trying to get closure on their relationships. Mm -hmm. And that was the cool part. And then the twist at the end where not every, like, it, it, that really threw me off, that last episode. Yeah, I'm trying episode. to remember, it
1: was, it's so like she sees herself when she's younger,
0: right? Yeah. When she's in the gas Well, I, I, I think that's the idea of, like, facing yourself. But I'm yeah. going beyond that, where both of them think their lives are normal. Uh-huh. But then both of them realize that the other person doesn't recognize them.
1: Right, yeah, I do remember
0: And that, that I'm still trying to figure out. But I think it's, like, you can go on with life without someone, is how I Personally, saw it like yeah, it was and wasn't
1: it like there was like two separations, in so time?
0: yeah, so now yeah, it's two separations. It so, i really don't know if it needs a second season,
1: but I would love to see what they do with that. Cause I, I, I,
0: write. that's the thing. I don't know what I like, what are the right it's renewed. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the writers are gonna do,
1: yeah. So when you see, and then I love seasons like that, though, where it's like they clearly left it open for a second season, but where would you go? It would be so fun to be in that writer's room,
0: yeah. Amy anyway. Poehler is gonna be there, she's the show, she's one of the show, Natasha Loan's. Uh, showrunner that's gonna be a fun room so i love the i love the characters not even the main ones but the ones at the party maxine i think was her name where she's like hey birthday girl every time and then the the woman with the short hair who was hugging up with the 21 year old Uh i i loved all the characters in it because they just had this quirky engaging vibe yeah that didn't necessarily always seem realistic because it felt like every time she would go into a new life because if you didn't know in the show she dies and then she ends up starting over in the same time of life Uh and it just seems they believe her and for me if someone came up to me and started talking to me like that i don't know if i would believe them right away or i would be like what's going on are you crazy yeah it just seems like they're okay with it they're like okay we'll come with you okay i get what you're saying it's fine you can you can do what you want i trust you for me that was a little off but you know it was fun um so you
1: have a question uh, have you seen Groundhog
0: Day, the movie? No, but that's next to my list. It's uh, on okay. Hulu. It's on A Hulu. Classic.
1: And it's always on TV, on demand. Yeah. Like, but um, Groundhog on... Day is
0: actually the Sunday. Oh so you my sh- gosh. It will be on TV this Sunday, I'm sure. I didn't even... Okay, now I know. I'm... No, screw the you know, Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, screw the Bowl. I'm Super watching... Bowl. My teacher told me I need to watch Groundhog Day and Russian Doll. And so I've yeah. done one. The
1: lead... I forget her Bill... name. The... Oh. No, no. The lead woman in Groundhog Day, people always tell my mom that she looks like her. Really? Yeah, my mom looks a lot like her. And my mom always hated that my, my, I think my mom's mom, my dad's mom would always tell my mom that my mom looks like her when my dad and my mom first started dating. My mom hated it because she thought that actress was like kind of annoying. Really? (laughs) That's... Uh, But yeah, my mom looks like her. And then like a little bit like a young Demi Moore.
0: Mm, Interesting. Yeah. All right, Um, what did you watch?
1: I watched, um, this morning, I watched The Goop Lab.
0: Okay. Have you heard about this I have all? no idea what this is okay, about. Okay, but you
1: know what Goop is. Yes. Okay, so Goop is Gwyneth Paltrow's company. Um, it gets a lot of flack because, you know, it's just like wealthy white women who pay like hundreds of dollars for one face mask and, you know, just just wealthy white women indulging in products that are overpriced. I okay. I think it's like in, yeah. in a nutshell, kind of. Um, Stephen Colbert makes fun of it a lot on his show. He like comes up with his own company for preppy men. I forget what it's called, but he, he has a whole parody skit on it. So it's been made fun of a lot. So this show is, um, every episode, you don't have to watch in order, but it's about the people in her office undergoing some sort of life change or like, like they, they basically Every episode is dedicated to going through some kind of um, therapy, I guess, is maybe an umbrella I could put on it. So one episode is about them doing shrooms in kind of like a therapeutic setting. Another one is um, women trying to come to terms with like their sexuality and like shame and sexuality and kind of like exploring their bodies and trying to be more comfortable in their bodies. So everything has kind of a sense of trying to uncover some kind of trauma or undergo some therapy. Mm-hmm. And they're people that work in her office. So the structure of it is you'll see these people that work in the office, like going through this therapy. And then you see Gwen talking to whoever is like, you know, in charge of therapy, like talking about like how they got into this practice and like what it kind of consists of. So you don't see Gwen doing the therapy, but like you see her like talking about okay. it with the person. Um, it's really interesting. I've only watched the first three episodes There's, I I don't know if I would label it controversy at this point, because I think Goop has gotten this before, so maybe it is controversy, but um, one of the episodes is uh, basically like some of the therapy that they are doing is, it's been around for hundreds of years, so it's like indigenous practices, like something that would be like, like, you don't see them do ayahuasca, but it would be like doing ayahuasca, and it's like, that's been around for hundreds of years, and they're just these white, like, it's basically like whitewashing a culture type of thing, like these wealthy white women that are going to another country to do this practice is indigenous and you know if it's these wealthy people doing it then it's considered like trendy but if you were to see someone that isn't as privileged doing it then you might consider them you know being primal and you would look down on it so there's like a lot there's a there's a controversy about that um but regardless of that controversy it was interesting to see these people you know be on shrooms and like undercoming under overcoming trauma that was interesting to see okay you literally see them on shrooms um the third episode People are calling groundbreaking, at least on Twitter, when I was reading what people are saying, because you actually see women's vaginas on TV, oh. which is interesting because you think about it. You see like men naked in movies all the time, but you really don't see like women's. You like, don't see full frontal. You
0: don't see full frontal.
1: Yeah. So um, that's honestly good to see, I guess, is seeing women's vaginas on TV. So I think people like the third episode a lot. Um, but it's interesting to say the least. Goop as a company is interesting.
0: It doesn't sound like it's a great company.
1: It's, I mean, I think it's, it's, well, one thing that I think Gwen has done well with it is she has a niche audience and they love it, you know? So like, if you are, it's like, it's like, it's not a brand for everyone, but if you're in that, that category of women that, you know, like that kind of stuff, then she's made a ton of money off of it an entire so i mean she's good at what she's doing but obviously there's controversy in what she's doing sometimes and the prices on her website yeah mm. um but at the very least it's interesting to watch um i don't know if i'll keep watching it maybe maybe not that's what I did this morning. What else did I watch? I watched... I've already seen this show. Have you heard of the show called The Other Two? I might have
0: talked we about We talked it. about this last did week.
1: Did I? Yeah. So I've already seen that show, but I watched um, basically the entire first season again for class, which is what we're writing for. Um, and that's a really good show. One reason why I really like it is because you can tell that the writers really like watching Bravo. Because a lot of their jokes are about, like, the real housewives and stuff. Hmm. Um, and so for homework, this week we have to, like, come up with an, an episode premise. And so I already have an entire idea. And, like, I watched so much Bravo that I am going to make these characters... You know, go have dinner at Sir or something, yeah. which is Vanderpump Rules. Anyways, I don't know. So that'll be fun. That's what I've watched. And a lot of YouTube. I watched a lot of YouTube. Oh,
0: dang. But and TikTok. Too- and probably TikToks.
1: No, honestly, I haven't been watching that much TikTok lately. Gee. I've been watching more YouTube. Um, but I go through phases with everything. TikTok has been very annoying lately.
0: And the bite came out.
1: Bite did come out. Are you on bite?
0: I am. I followed you. Did I follow you? No.
1: Okay. Well, I probably <laughs> didn't notice you followed me. I'll follow you. Um, I have
0: one follower, and it's our friend Anna.
1: It is. Okay. Well, I'll be your second. Um, yeah. For those who don't know, bite is the new Vine. It is made by the creators of Vine, so it's Vine 2.0. It's basically the same setup: six-second videos. You just scroll. Um, you can pick on certain categories. I don't like it. Um, I am not a fan. Why are you not a fan? You want to share first?
0: Because it just, the way the, str- the way it looked, mm-hmm. I didn't like the design of the layout. Mm-hmm. I try to make a video. You also have to press the button. You have to hold it down. You have to hold it down. I am not going to hold down a button. I think it
1: should be like TikTok where you have the option. You can hold yeah. it down or
0: you can. Bite needs a lot of work if it wants to try to succeed, but I don't see it going any farther. Anyone who's on Bite right now is because they're on TikTok and yes. they think Bite's going to be the next big thing, but it's not.
1: Yes. So this is, you want to hear my take on it is I, and I said this before, bite came out. I think if Vine would have continued to exist, it would have, it would have gone through an evolution to make it more like TikTok. Because if you look, look at something like Snapchat or Instagram, when it began, you know, Snapchat didn't have stories and it didn't have filters. Same with Instagram, didn't have stories, didn't have filters. Now they do. And so if Vine had continued to exist, you know, TikTok has all of these filters now. Yeah. And like all of these little gimmicks and you can add text, whatever, things that you used to not be able to do on Instagram and Snapchat, now you can. And so I think if Vine had continued to exist, it would have had all of those things. And Byte is basically going back and not giving you any of those things. Yeah. And so I think TikTok is what Vine would have been. So I think that's why people – and TikTok also has minute-long videos, and I prefer a minute, six seconds for for videos that I People are
0: attached to long content. People have short attention spans, but they're willing – I'm willing to watch a whole minute video if I am intrigued within the first three seconds.
1: Yeah, but I I also just think that Byte is going backwards in time. It doesn't offer all of the bells and whistles that most apps do now. And so Mm. I think just having a standard six-second video, no filters, nothing, can't add text – I mean, you can if you want to edit separately on your laptop, but most people don't know how to do that or take the time to do that. And so I think...
0: That's very niche Bite is just going
1: back in time. Yeah. And I think that they'll probably realize that. I would not be shocked within a year if Bite is still around that they... Bite's not even going
0: to be around for another five months. You don't think so? No. I, I think if that's they, my prediction. I think
1: if they are, they will add filters and stuff because they'll probably realize that it's... it's something about it feels outdated to me.
0: It didn't feel right.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see where it goes. We're on it, though.
0: Um, we were only on it to see what it was like. Yeah. I was on it to follow you.
1: Yeah, I just made one because a lot of other TikTokers were making them. And yeah, but I don't know. It's weird. Yeah,
0: I prefer TikTok. I'll stick with TikTok. Yeah,
1: TikTok's great. But TikTok has been annoying lately. I have like been stumped for ideas. The creative juicings are not flowing. I actually came up with an idea today, but I haven't filmed it.
0: You know, what? It, that's, that's okay. It takes time. And also, sometimes you just have to dumb it down. That's that's the key on TikTok. But see, I
1: don't like that.
0: So just be yourself. <laughs>
1: yeah, I know. I know. I, I, like I said, I haven't been watching it that much lately. I've been on it less. I mean, I'll get on it every day and like check stuff, but I haven't been endlessly scrolling like I used to. Yeah,
0: that's good. It just
1: it's just too much. You're
0: focused on other important things.
1: Yeah, it's just too much.
0: Well, we're actually almost hitting the hour mark.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah, we've been having
0: a very long conversation and doing really well.
1: You know, we really had to come back from last week.
0: We had, like, a whole list of things prepared, and I don't even think we crossed off half of them.
1: No, we didn't.
0: So I guess we'll have to save them for future episodes.
1: Yeah, okay.
0: I think that's a great idea with me. Yeah. So uh, why don't we just sign off if you want to say any last-minute things, drop some social or whatever.
1: You know me. I'm Sally Dar Griffin on everything, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Bite. I'm Sally Dar on Twitter, and Sally Dar Griffey, no N, on Snapchat.
0: Yeah, I wish I had like some other things to promote besides myself because as much as I like promoting my social media, I just, I, I feel like I should be promoting someone else or giving like some shout I don't like know. Like an
1: organization? I'm like
0: trying to think of like something I can give a shout out to. Well, I think if you have nothing to do this week, instead of following me on social media, you can either give me a suggestion of your favorite board game mm. or you can go watch Russian Dawn. Let me know what you think, even though we already spoiled it for you. So maybe I'll cut a few things out. We'll see.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited tomorrow.
0: We have a long weekend together. We're going to have a fun week. We'll have plenty of news next week. But thank you all so much for tuning in. Thank you all for
1: listening.
0: Bye. Bye Bye-bye.